Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another week of the Rebuttal Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Mick Brennan. And as usual, John Boishane, how are you, mate? Great. Thank you, Mick. How are you going? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm all right. I'm going all right. Heidi, how are you, mate? I, I am going very well, mate. I am uh, super excited. First round of rugby league behind us. AFL on the horizon. It's how all happening. This? All happening. So uh, we've got, we got a decent size show, and then we're going to... Hook in and we'll get a Formula One preview up tonight as well. So we'll be uh, kicking into that a little bit later. So keep an eye out for that one as well. So we won't talk Formula One in the in the main show. And then we'll, we'll do a full preview of the Formula One. Uh, all right. So let's kick it off with, uh, with the three questions. So my question to you, Lakes, is have you seen a bigger stuff up this year than when Oklahoma City and the Memphis Grizzlies both took to the court in white uniforms and they got all the way to the tip before they realized. <laughs> so. Oh, well, Chris is on mute. We're having some technical difficulties here. <laughs> the big fella. Um, I haven't seen it. I didn't even know, mate. I've been in, been on holidays for the last six days, mate. And, um, now, so imagine, I haven't caught up with the oh, let me paint the picture for you. Let me paint the picture for you, right? Is it so, all white? <laughs> it's all white. You're back, mate. You're, you're back. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a button. I don't need to explain it. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So two teams worth a trillion dollars and, you know, players that are worth, you know, millions and millions of dollars. And in the world's most professional basketball league, turn up to the game, they go through their warm-ups and everything like that. And then off come the, the warm-up trackies and they go out to go to the tip and both teams are wearing white uniforms. So like fully white uniforms. And uh, which is both, which is in the NBA, the home team wears a white uniform. So, and then the refs have just looked at uh, Memphis, who are the away team and went, you got to go put your other uniforms on, fellas. <laughs> so, and they had to delay the start of the game by 10 minutes while they went and got changed. It's not that big a deal, is it? Like, you see tennis players wear white all the time. Like, is it, is it, is it... <laughs> it's an nah, absolute we're, joke. We're... Yeah, look, I haven't, haven't seen it, but, um, yeah, look, I know the AFL have, have been ridiculed over many years for clash you know, the class jumpers and, you know, just some of the yeah, ridiculous ones that they've, they've had out. And yeah, you know, from a TV perspective, sometimes that down on the ground, it may, may look quite clear, but once you get up in the stands or uh, at home and your TV, it's, it is hard to see. So yeah. Anyway, it was was an absolute joke. I've got one for you. Um, do the ICC need to start docking countries points towards the test championship for poor pitches? And I asked this and I'll, I'll give a bit of context around this one. We saw the first test Australia, Pakistan um, at uh, Raul Pindi and it was a fair road. They might as well just, just lay down a bit of bitumen. So there you go, boys play on that. Um, Were they you know, taped, I think up, over the... taped up one side of the tennis ball though? Oh <laughs> mate. Like, so but there was 14 wickets. 14 wickets for about 1,300 runs. Uh, like, give us a break. And it ended in a draw, surprisingly. But just a joke, as far as I'm concerned. And, yeah, I'm interested in your guy, you guys' thoughts on that. So, my thoughts are, I uh, so I missed the first day of the first test. Uh, I, was, I was busy doing some stuff. Well, you didn't miss anything. Uh, well, uh, so <laughs> you missed about I, a thousand runs. I saw when I when I got home and I saw that the it was it was none for nine hundred and sixty two. I uh, went, no, nah, I don't need, I don't need to watch that that shit. So I, to be honest, I turned the cricket on uh, about half an hour ago, and that is the first deliveries I've watched of this test series. So and, come on, uh, Heidi, give me something, mate. Nah, what sorry. do you think? Yeah, yes, but I think I think there have to be some uh, I think there have to be some rules around it that it's um, determined for um, by um, the travelling team and the match referee, um, or there'd have to be there'd have to be another 
arbiter um, of that outside of the results because so, um, so the ICC they the rated ICC it, they did rate it poor. Yeah, yeah they give every pitch. They give every pitch a classification after the test. So I reckon if it's a poor pitch, bang, yeah. you lose points, mate. Even the game's a draw, you lose points. Because right now, we saw such a brilliant Ashes test match, um, you know, with the only one that didn't get a result, was, I guess the result was a draw, was Sydney that was uh, influenced by rain. But the rest of them was great. You know, yeah, might finish in three days or four days, but you get a result and it's exciting. It's good contest between bat and ball. That wasn't exciting at all. Like that, it was just pathetic. And um, they need to do something about it and they need to do something about it quickly. But Shane, my my understanding was that the ICC didn't rate that pitch poor though. Is that right? That's wrong. I don't know. I haven't heard the rating, but they, I, it should I'm be. I'm pretty sure that they should be. I, I, I agree with you, but I'm pretty sure they didn't. And my concern is how they get to that rating, right? So if Australia goes four and Pakistan goes, we think it's great because we managed to draw with the best team. No, in the independent. World. It has to be an independent assessment. You've got the umpires there. They can see what's going on. They bring in someone else to, you know, they don't, they don't ask the, oh, the bowlers. What do you think? Bowlers that go, oh, well, I just got none for 400. I reckon yeah. it's shit. Wouldn't have minded a couple, they go, a couple of four-inch cracks in it. <laughs> yeah. You ask the batsman, they go, mate, you know, I've just got a double century and, you know, I reckon it's brilliant. Um, yeah, no, it needs to be an independent assessment. And, you know, I think if you ask most people that didn't play on that pitch, it was a poor pitch. I, I think something needs to be done, but I, I don't know what the answer is, though. Like, I'd, and, and maybe that is the answer. I, I just don't know. That, that said, I think I think that cricket cricket is notoriously slow to develop punishments and then weak oh, at, yeah. at actually implementing them uh, and and making people pay. Slow over rates. You've got to have fifty seven <laughs> games of slow over rates for your captain to miss one game. Like it's yeah, it's, it's not it's yeah. not enough. Um, it's not enough to incentivise or de incentivise some of the behaviours that are out there. Mm. Nothing wrong with the wet lettuce leaf. <laughs> well, you'd have to be careful if you're a uh, if you're a groundsman in Pakistan and they didn't like the pitch you put up. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, no, it's it's no it's no good, Shane. You're right. So mine is now about uh, concussion, and we we are seeing more and more um, sports having to step in to protect players over clubs, etc. Are we at the point now in field sports where any head contact will result in a substitution? Accidental or otherwise? Yeah, well, you, you're almost seeing that in the AFL now. So any, any head contact is assessed by the doctor. Um, and if it's deemed to be, um, you know, at risk, then doesn't matter how it occurred, then the, the player is taken off and put through the, the um, you know, the concussion assessment. I think the... The uh, NRL's got the HIA. Um, so I, I think we're, we're pretty much there at, at this point. Um, I think the next step will be that, um, you know, even if you don't fail the test, if that you might need that uh, uh, mandatory week off. I know the AFL's got that. If you fail the assessment, you get the mandatory week off or 10 days, I think it is. But I don't think we're far off, yeah, that, that, that being the case. It's just like, yeah, you've had a, an impact of some sort because we've seen that that there's delayed concussion and we've seen the impact on some players where, you know, they pass the test, but then a few days later, oh, I've got the, I've got, you know, the, the headaches and, the, and, yeah. and that sort of stuff. So I think, yeah, I, they can't be too careful. So I, I, and I think it's a good thing. I agree that I don't think it's too far f- uh, from already happening now. Even yeah, just talking about you know the AFL and the NRL there, obviously they're um, you know like contact sports. But even in the Premier League now, if uh, there's an accidental head knock or something like that, the referee will immediately stop the game and uh, they'll bring the doctor on, do a quick assessment on the pitch. If they need to, they'll take the player off that sort of stuff. They'll have a look at it on VAR as well, and um, and that sort of stuff. So I, I think that. It's yeah, it's not far away from happening now. I think it's you know, will there be an automatic substitution? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that 
Yeah, I think they need to take each case on its merit at the moment, I think. I was, I was going to wait until the NRL side of things, but I'll talk through um, what happened on the weekend and why I think we're there. So, um, Victor Radley um, got himself in a bad position in trying to tackle Jake Clifford. So, a kick had gone through. Clifford's come across to clean it up. Radley just happened to be there. I don't think either guy was really expecting the player to be there. He got his head in a bad position. He's made contact with the... Um, um, equipment. Doc, the medicos come on, conduct an assessment. He's good to play on. It's now the NRL bunker who can't get a try decision right. That's making a decision after he's been assessed by his team's medical staff to say, no, he's concussed. He needs to come off. I think what's going to happen is um, that there won't be a HIA. There will be a decision made that. I think that contact is too heavy and that player cannot return to the game. Done. Maybe we're at That decision needs to be made before the player returns to the field. You can't have a player going back on. Yeah. No. And it can't be the bunker. It cannot be the NRL bunker. No, it needs to be a doctor. It needs to be a doctor. Oh, doctor on site. And maybe the NRL goes to something like, you know, the, the NRL and the AFL have a doctor at the game who goes out with the team doctor and assesses it or does the assessment on the sideline. And then they go, yeah, no, you're not going back on. So subbed out, fucking go on ski. So, and I understand your views on NRL players. Like I get that it must be hard for a doctor to do a concussion test on them. What's your favourite colour? Potato. Like I understand that. Bit, but... <laughs> They still need to be protected. <laughs> oh, and I agree, mate. But I, I don't think that I, th- I think that it should be someone on on the field, mate, or like on the side of the pitch, like not some bloke in uh, watching it on the telly in you know in Bankstown or wherever it is, like yeah. um, you know, like who's who's making those decisions. I think it if you've got a, it should be a doctor on the side of the pitch or on the pitch wherever you want to do it. I don't care, but um, I just don't think it should be some bloke watching it on the telly. You know, hundred k's away. So yeah. All right, boys. AFL kicks off tomorrow. Geez, I'm pumped. So. How's that this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, look, you know, Wednesday night. I've been saying it for ages, Shane. We we mentioned this before. I've always said that the first game of the season should be the grand final rematch at the winning team's home ground so they can unveil the the premiership flag and the other team has to stand there and watch it. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, and, it's, and it's happening. Well overdue. And I'm, and well I'm overdue. so happy. So, yeah, uh, no, it's going to be a blockbuster. They'll get 80,000 80, plus um, there tomorrow night and can't wait to see. The Demons, well overdue. You know, first time since 1954, unveiled the premiership flag. And uh, it's going to be great. There'll be, yeah, I think it'll be, um, I won't say a spiteful encounter, but I reckon there'll be um, there'll be a fair bit in it. I'm really looking forward to seeing how the, how the dogs respond. Yeah, no, I agree. I think there'll, I think there'll be a bit in it. And uh, it, it has, I'm just hoping that it lives up to it. So that's all, because obviously you know, as you just said, you know, not quite a packed house at the MCG. I don't think maybe they will pack it out. I don't know, but um, there'll be a lot of people there, and hopefully it lives up to the hot. So, the so we'll, let, let, I'm feeling it. Let's go down through the games, boys, with our tips. And uh, for those who haven't joined up yet, rebuttal tipping comp on ESPN. Uh, get onto it. Just download the app. And I think the password's password because we're simple blokes. Uh, so, all right. So, first game, the game we we're just talking about, Melbourne and the Bulldogs at the G. Uh, and I've gone the Ds. Yeah, I've gone the Ds as well. I think, um, you know, they'll, they'll want to put on a performance in front of their home crowd, knowing that they won the flag over in Perth last um, last year, so yeah, the demons for mine. Not by a lot, but I think they'll get home. I'm uh, I'm I'm going for a little bit of a hangover, and I think the dogs will uh, the dogs will want to make a point early in the season and uh, and atone for that sort of the last third of the game. 
All right. Next one, say no. Thursday night, Thursday night, mate. I'm really looking forward to this da, one. Da, da, Carl- da, da. <laughs> the Blues, it's Carlton versus uh, the Tigers. Uh, Carlton Richmond to the MCG. This will be a, another massive crowd on Thursday night. And I am pretty excited. You know, there's been a lot happened, a lot changed at Carlton over the off season. You know, we've got, we've got a couple of new players and, but obviously Michael Voss is the new coach, new CEO. It's, um, it's been a real changing of the guard there and, We've seen some improvement in the practice matches, but obviously, you know, what does it mean? We'll find out tomorrow night, on Thursday night, rather. Who do, who we got? I've so, got, oops, all right, you go. I've got uh, Richmond, mate. While I think he will have a better year, I have also gone Richmond. Yeah, well, not surprisingly, uh, I disagree with both of you. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, and I, well, I'm not, I'm not one to tip with my heart. I do predominantly tip with my head, but I think, um, yeah, I, I just think that um, our preseason form, while you know how relevant is it, I don't know, has been really strong, and I think our midfield strength is there at different stages over the past. When was the last time we beat Richmond? Night like 2013, I think. At different state stages we have we've had them on the ropes and just haven't been able to sustain that if we get a better if we turn up with a better defensive system i think we can beat them yep i think i, th- I think it'll be i think it'll be close oh that that that's good thanks <laughs> I, I think it'll be another honorable loss <laughs> oh, throw, throwing it out there round mate. one honorable losses in round one oh <laughs> mate what a cop out <laughs> yeah friday night friday night fellas at marvel kilda versus collingwood who are we going there oh this is tough this this is really tough um St. Kilda got injuries Collingwood and an indifferent, indifferent sort of uh, preseason, you know, but they've had changes and if they come out positive, then they could win this. But with zero confidence, um, going St Kilda. Oh, I actually was uh, talking to Shane before we started recording while we're waiting for you, Chris Oak, and I said this is a fair chance of being a nil all draw. No, I said that about the Hawks. The Hawks North on game. <laughs> but this one won't be far off. This could be a one nil. This could be a one nil game. So, uh, but I'm going St Kilda. Fair enough. I'm uh, with about as much confidence as Shane's got. I'm going with Collingwood. All right. Saturday, the early game: Geelong versus Essendon. Surely this is down at the Cattery. Oh, hang on. No, it's at the G. Must be a Geelong home game. So, <laughs> round one. I'm whinging early. Uh, look, no surprise, fellas. I actually think the Cats will get this done. Yeah, have, no surprise. Look, oh, sorry. Go, Chris. No, you're all right, mate. I've, I, I have changed my mind a couple of times on this. I've landed on the Cats. Um, but the MCG was sway, swaying me heavily towards Essendon. Yeah, no, I can't have Essendon. I, yeah, I think Geelong. You know, if they're gonna, if they consider themselves to be, you know, top four team again this year, they need to win this. Um, so yeah, I've got the Cats as much as I'd love for them to have an honourable loss. Uh, I think I'll get up over the Bombers. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! Right. Uh, uh, next up, go. we've got the Battle Battle of the Bridge. Battle of the Bridge uh, up at uh, ASA. I don't know what that is. I just assume that they've changed the name, the Giants' home ground. It's a core stadium. Yeah. Righto. Uh, ASA is a core stadium. Yeah. Well, shouldn't yeah. it just be AS then? Like, what's the... Nah, because then they get mixed up with um, uh, the other one that's AS. The, where's that? Up in Darwin or something, isn't it? So, oh, yeah, where they play once a year. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, no, um, I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. So look, Sydney. You know, I think a few of us had them high up in the finals. I think I think they're a, a real solid chance this year. The Swans and um, the Giants. 
I think a few people have had them as sliding. So this is going to be a really interesting game. I think, you know, early intent here um, will be interesting. I've got the Swans and, you know, Buddy, um, you know, aiming to get the thousand goals. So I think, um, you know, I'm not sure it'll happen this week, but yeah, I've got the Swans here. Yeah, Swans for me as well. Yeah, I'm going with the Swans. Um, while I did think the Giants would hold on to the eight, I think the Swans would be too good here. So he needs five goals. Five goals, buddy, to get the 1,000. So does what, he, does he, so here's the question, does he, does he make, does he get it this weekend? No, that that's a no from Michael, obviously. How about you, Chris? Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? I, I, like, I think, I, I, I'd comfortably say four, but if he gets the four, the team's going to be looking for five for him. Yeah, no, look, I hope he misses it this weekend and then comes out next week in front of his home ground at the SCG and kicks an absolute bag. Oh, who are they playing? Oh, Geelong. Mm. <laughs> where's, where's that grudge? So, you know, you know why I said round seven? Because he's going he's gonna to come out first quarter, go on the lead, do a calf, go on. We'll see him round seven. So... <laughs> You know he plays the Lions around seven. I think he's having a crack at you there, Chris. Oh, actually, I didn't even know. If I looked that up. I didn't even know they were playing the Cats next week. Oh, well, <laughs> since, since we're on the Brian's, the Gabba, Saturday night, Brisbane versus Port Adelaide. I'm on Brisbane, funnily enough. It'll be a cracking game, I think, this one will, but I've got the Brian's. Yeah, this is a real interesting one for me. Like, if you look at the ladder, how it finished last year, Port Adelaide finished second, um, and and Brisbane Lions at the at the uh, at the end of the season finished fourth. So, this is going to be an absolute elite match. But I think uh, at home, yeah, the Lions just. All right, next game, fellas, Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. Does anyone actually care? Well, it's the Battle of Tasmania almost, isn't it? Um, you know, they, they, is they both play, play is down it, there. Is it being played in Tassie? No, it's not. It's at the no, G. No, no. No, it's at the G, mate, because, uh, well, everyone's been forced to play at the G this, this week if you're in Victoria. So, um, you know. I'll see what you did there. I'll see what you did there. Except Collingwood, who plays all the games at the G. You have to go to Marvel. You have to go to Marvel, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! This is I I'm denied over this one a lot, and I just thought, oh I don't know Hawthorne. So I just got to Hawthorne. I'm on North, mate. With zero I'm, confidence. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on North. I think that, uh, and I, I think that's uh, only because I think that the the Hawks will end up with the wooden spoon. I've had a, I've had another week to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I've gone I've gone North as well. Wow. Okay. There we go. Um, well, the next one, uh, Adelaide Oval, Crows versus the Dockers. So Crows have been putrid. They've had putrid preseason form. The Dockers, well, they've they've had two inspiring wins over the Eagles. Um, so they're in fine form. So, and I think, you know, that strong form coming out of WA, um, no doubt that that that'll put them in good stead, and I think they can get up over the crows. You know, if you can beat the Eagles, you can pretty much beat anyone. I'd say. <laughs> if you can beat the Eagles preseason, you can beat anyone. <laughs> uh, now, look, I've gone free. I've gone Frio as well. I think oh, Adelaide yeah. might need to uh, go on another camp or something. Yeah, I think we all thought that Adelaide will struggle this year. I thought that Freo will, uh, will improve. So, Freo. Well, it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts on the next game then, Shane. Uh, <laughs> Optus Stadium, the late game on Sunday. Um, the Gold Coast Sun. Oh, and West uh, Yeah, well, how many players do the Eagles have to choose from? Six. <laughs> uh, it's it's not it's not enough. 
It's not enough. No, and it's not enough. And I think the Suns, you know, their pre-season form has been solid. They beat the Cats a couple of weeks ago. I I think, you know, there's some positive things coming out of there. I noticed uh, Ben, it's Ben King, I think, up there. He's signed on. And that's real positive. There have been talks about him leaving the Suns basically from the day he walked in the door. You know, he was only going to be there for a couple of years and then he was going to get join his brother down at, down at St Kilda. For him to sign on an extension, I think that's very positive. And I I think that'll have permutations through the squad. They'll be up and about. And I think um, while he's not playing because he had the ACL, I think that uh, they'll get the job done. So I just wanted to just quickly talk about that Ben King sign-on. I I think that, yes, it's positive for the club, but I, I don't think that maybe we should read too much into it, given that he did do his ACL and that he's probably just looking for some certainty and security around it. Maybe, I don't know, but... No, um, I disagree with that. I, mate, I think there would have been six or seven Victorian clubs would have said, don't worry, you come back here, we'll, you come back here, and uh, we'll, we'll get you through your rehab, just knowing the talent he's got. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe you're right. You know, Ess- Essendon, St Kilda, Collingwood, Collingwood, Jesus, they would have done backflips, like... There would have been Fennecum, half a dozen teams would have been crying out for him and for him to, yeah, no, fair to point, invest, fair point. invest in the club. And that would have been the easy option. He's gone back down there, his family's there. Easy option, go to Melbourne. But yeah. he's actually said, nah, I believe in what's going on up here. And that's huge. Belief is big. Yeah. And that's no, something no, you're that right. they that's haven't had. Enough. I'm tipping him anyway. Yeah, I'm on the Look out. <laughs> All right, Chris, so the rugby league started last week and I watched precisely zero games. But I actually was about to watch the Storm replay this morning um, and then got distracted. Um, so, but uh, didn't even put it on. Um, well, so, yours, yours truly wasted some coupons in travelling to Sydney <laughs> to, to watch the NRL live. Excited about the season starting. And then, oh, yeah. and then copped a kick bear in the jets. So I'll, <laughs> I'll come over my tail between my legs. <laughs> no, so good. how many games? Good how many say. games did you watch, mate? Uh in person. Yeah. Yeah. No, I only went for the one live game. And that was enough. I'm done. I'm done. Where's my? Where, <laughs> I, I, I where's not have the heart? Get me to the corners club. I'm going home. Yeah. Can, I, can I move my ticket early? <laughs> this, is, this is why I hate Sydney. <laughs> so I think, uh, so, and, and, and apologies uh, to the listeners that uh, I, I missed a couple of weeks and uh, that probably would have been where we would have covered off on the, uh, the pre-season and a bit of a preview on what was going on, where round one's down, one and done. Um, for me, I think the Broncos, the Knights and the Bulldogs were surprise winners. Um, otherwise, I think normal service would resume. Panthers were good. Melbourne were good. Um, you know, tra- Dragons were probably Panthers. better than I thought. The thing about the Panthers, mate, you know, like 28-6 against the Seagulls, who were top four, you know, made the prelim last year. Like, they were, they looked really strong for me uh, and a really ominous sign, I think, for the rest of the competition to say, you know, we're not going to be a flash in the pan, that we, we want to go back-to-back. Yeah, I think if you look at Isaiah Yo, um, uh, James Fisher Harris, um, Brian Tall, you know, like some, some of those guys that were, were eating meters for them last year and then really have a kick out um, and then sort of fell to some injuries or slowed up a little bit. Those guys are back strong, fit, and, and making yards. Um, and yeah, I think, I think people would have expected a little bit more from, from Manly, um, not me. I'm happy to see them tumble down the ladder every year. But um, yeah, no, really good game. I think uh, the Broncos' win over South was a, a bit of a surprise for me. Um, I knew, yeah, losing Adam Reynolds, a, a player of that quality, was always going to hurt South. But um, yeah, there was a that was a little bit of a surprise. I think the, the Broncos um, they they found they found enough points on the night. I don't think that they uh, I don't think that they would have really sort of. Uh, put the fear amongst anyone else, but um, yeah, and then the Bulldogs over the Cowboys up in Townsville. Um, that was a pretty, 
a pretty dire game. I think it finished six four in the end. <laughs> six four, um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, oh, sorry, like, did we switch to the EPL, fellas? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, oh, no we're, just talking, we're talking about the score from the uh, Hawthorne North Melbourne. Match. <laughs> <laughs> It could be. It, I might put that in the multi. Uh. And then, yeah, and then obviously we touched on it a bit earlier. The um, I, I think there's an absolute sort of disgrace to the concussion call we've made from the bunker. Um, while I appreciate the protection of the players, I, I think that it needs to be better from the clubs. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's probably my take from week one. Um for anyone who doesn't already know and hasn't figured it out, I am a Roosters fan. I went to the SCG. Um, I watched a brilliant defensive um, effort from the Knights uh, who managed to snuff out everything that we put on. And I watched a pretty poor um, return from uh, Luke Keary and Sam Walker to the halves, looked a little bit aimless. And yes, we had some players sort of go off for concussion and people in different positions, but uh, I still thought that we had a team that was strong enough to, to win that. Anyway, round two. So let's roll through them. <laughs> yeah, let's roll through the matches round two, mate. Uh, Thursday, so Thursday night, Storm the Rabbitohs and Latrell Mitchell will be back for the Rabbits, so that'll strengthen their, their, uh, their chances. But the Storm looks solid. Who you got there? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the Storm. I think that Latrell will make a big difference to... Um, the Rabbitohs team, certainly defensively and having that general down back, um, providing the direction and telling players where to be. Um, but I'll, I'll stick with the Storm. Although a couple of injuries at the Storm might cause some concern. Yeah, you know, definitely a couple of injuries. I see they've lost, oh, I can't remember his name, mate, but they're, he's out Mr. for the Wells. year with the, yep. yeah, with the Achilles. The, uh, the grated cheese. He's, yeah. He's shredded. he's shredded now, isn't he? So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, second up, uh, Dragons, Panthers. And look, I know last year the Panthers were re- dropped off when uh, when Cleary um, dropped out, but they were solid last week and expect them to get the chocolates again, mate? Yeah, mate, I do. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan, who's in there filling in for Cleary, um, started out as a Roosters junior, I think, and um, he, he, was at the, he was at the Chooks for a season or two. Um, he has moved around a little bit. I think he went and spent some time at the Broncos. Um, and now he's landed at Penrith, and um, while he won't get the full-time gig over Cleary, I think he's certainly going to get enough game time through Origin and those sorts of things that'll um, that'll give him the chance to play at the level that he that he's capable of. Uh, Roosters get the job done over the Eagles, mate. Jeez, I hope so, mate. <laughs> I mean, so, they're, back, they're back at the SCG. Um, I think that uh, I think that Robbo would have would have given him a rev up. After that game, I think they know in themselves that it wasn't good enough, so I uh, expect them to bounce back. Titans, Warriors? Uh, Titans were good? Yeah, I've actually, I've actually got the Titans fairly easily in this. Uh, they, they drew Parramatta into a shootout and then nearly took the chocolates um, at, at, in Parramatta. So um, I, I think that they were good and I think that they'll knock off um, the Warriors fairly easily. And you just mentioned Parramatta, so the Eels are playing the Sharks, um, and yeah, they should should get the job done. They should. I think that um, I think that the Sharks uh, will benefit from the coach being back for starters. Um, they'll they'll be on the improve. I think that they, they've they've recruited well. I think that they're still struggling um, with uh, a couple of players who haven't sort of played the potential fully. Uh, but I've, I've got the Eels winning that. Raiders, Cowboys? Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to lose a second one at home in a row, but it won't be by two points. It could nah, be by 22. Right. Yeah, Raiders, easy, I think. I think, And at $1.54, I reckon Mick could add them to, the, to his multi. Uh, the Knights, probably the surprise, surprise packet of, the, of round one versus the Tigers. So back, back in Newcastle, um, they'll be pumped. Um, I think if their defence is as good as it was last week. Um, the Tigers will struggle to score any points against them, and the Knights have got plenty in them. Um, they scored some points. They scored enough points last week without um, any of their real strike weapons stepping up. So um, they might be a team to watch if they can keep that defence intact. Right. And finally, mate, the Doggies versus one of the other surprises from round one, the Broncos. 
So I'm going to go and, funnily enough, at a core stadium. So I don't know which ground this is now. That's it from the, maybe the same, I'm assuming it's the same stadium as the uh, Giants game. So that's interesting. But um, I've got the Broncos in that. Um, I think that the, the Bulldogs obviously um, are, are pretty, are pretty, Disappointing game, a pretty boring game with the Cowboys last week. The Broncos will um, will get the job done there. Good work, mate. All right, fellas. Uh, all right, let's go to overrated and underrated. We'll get through these pretty quickly, I think. So my overrated is Carl Anthony Towns of the Minnesota Timberwolves, dropping 60 today, 60 points. Uh, he's overrated even if he scores 60. Um, so let's just leave it at that and we'll move on. Great, eh? My overrated is heckling and abuse from the crowd. So I think Naomi Osaka copped some heckling today. You know, we know she's had a mental health issues and, you know, Andy Murray and um, Rafa have come out and, and they've, you know, expressed some sympathy for her and empathy for her and that, you know, they're supporting her, but it's just like, it's you know, it's part of the game. Well, it shouldn't be part of the game. I, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any need for it. And I think it's time that we all moved on from that sort of crowd behaviour. Yeah, I, I just think it's appalling at any sport. So I hope they can move on from it. Uh, my overrated, retirements in sport. What do they even mean? <laughs> the GOAT is back. I think 40, 40, 42 days of retirement. Yeah. For a did, did, hey, seriously. Did, did read a theory about this. Did read a theory about this. I've read the same theory, Shana, and I'm a fan of it. So, yeah. Well, I, think, I don't know if you, well, I, you might, you know, it, it's the idea of him going to the 49ers is, you know, it's glamorous and great, you know, but the guys, Phoenix and how old is he? 42, 43? Yeah, but he's still good. He's still oh, he's very made good. made it to the... Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the equivalent so, of me you got, every got, weekend. You guys, got further, you guys got further than his team did. Like, I just... Anyway. Um, underrated, but, Nick. Well, so, hang on. Let's, 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 let's talk about no, this for a no, second. You said so, we'll get through these quick. You except for we'll this one. Quick. Except for this one. <laughs> so... Jimmy Garoppolo is is leaving San Francisco. How, how he leaves and who is who he, who's replacing him is uh, still up for debate. So the theory is that he retired that that Brady retired because he wanted to that he was he hoping thought that, that they'd release him they'd release and him. then he could go to the Niners. Yeah, yeah for free. Yeah. And now that doesn't look like it's going to happen. So there's talk that they'll just swap quarterbacks or something and throw in a couple of picks or some shit. And uh, so, yeah, anyway, um, I don't mind if it happens. I'll be on board with that. I, I, think, I, think, that's hard. I think that's a bit harsh to Jimmy G, but... Um, no, look, I agree. If Tom, I agree. If, Tom Brady, if Tom Brady wants to go around, I think he's got the right to go around, so... Jimmy G's not going to be at the Niners. Jimmy G's not going to be at the Niners. Why is that? Well, so he's so he's uncontracted for a start. Um, So there was they're going to replace him with Trey Lance. So whether that happens this year, he's done anything wrong. What has he done wrong? It's not about doing anything wrong. So, but we might not be able to. The team is there. Is the rest of the team a Super Bowl winning team? I, I think so. I, I think that, I, I, well, I, th- I at least think we're, you know, like divisional divisional championship game. Like, oh, well, I mean, he got your body close. Yeah, but my point is, he didn't didn't couldn't get us there. But like, and it, oh. you could argue that he was the reason we couldn't go further. So you could argue that you know you put Brady in that team and. Yeah, you know, we win the Super Bowl. I don't know, like, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think that I mean Brady's an upgrade on Jimmy G, even even at this stage. Uh, well, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, 
I don't know that in, in, in comparison of where they're at, there's no, there's no question um, that Jimmy G probably missed a couple of targets um, through the year that, that he probably should have hit. And he's, yeah. he's underthrown a few and he's overthrown a few. Um, all quarterbacks do. I think that the way that he handles himself and, and the way um, that he, he doesn't, you, you never see him come out and, and blame the pocket for collapsing. You never say, you never see him come out True. And, and, the, and he blames the offensive line. He cops it all himself. Um, and, and, and I think that that is, I think that's a sign of true leadership. And I think that if you ask the players at San Fran, there's probably not too many blokes that have got an issue with him. Um, I, I don't disagree though, um, that he, yeah, with, with him in the team, you're not a Super Bowl winning team. Um, that doesn't mean that with him out of the team and a new quarterback in, you automatically become one. Uh, I just think that there's some combinations in there that could probably improve. I think that, so the, one of the issues is, and you're saying, what has he done wrong, Shane? I don't think he's done anything wrong. So I think that the rest of the team is Super Bowl ready. And as Chris said, you're not going to win uh, with, with Jimmy. I don't think you are anyway. But he wants a multi-year deal, all right? We're not going to sign into a multi-year deal when we've got Trey Lance sitting there waiting. It's probably probably 12 months away. And that's all you're going to need from Brady. 12 months, trip to the Super Bowl. Trey Lance steps in the year after. Oh, yeah, like it's a fate complete. So, you just sign him up and, yeah, just fraught with danger, I reckon. Fraught with danger. And, that, that, that's the, and see, this is the mindset. This is the mindset that already exists before the bloke's even been signed. We get him. We're going to the Super Bowl, and that is fraught with danger. And that's, you know, yeah, he's brilliant. I'm not downplaying Brady at all. The guy's a freak. But I'm saying just because he becomes a quarterback at a team doesn't put them, that team, into the Super Bowl. But we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. All right. Underrated. Underrated, mate. I just wanted to mention the the New Zealand Breakers. They've in the NBL. They've been on the road for two years. Basically, they have not played a home NBL game in two years, um, and they're not going to get one for the closing out of this season. And it's been a tough two years because obviously they haven't played all that well. They've had showed moments and and stuff like that, um, but. Yeah, they they deserve some respect, and I think the Wildcats are trying to organise the the um, the Wildcats uh, supporters are trying to organise a bit of a tribute for them when they play over here um, in in the next couple of weeks. Um, just you know, something small, just a bit of a standing ovation for them and all that sort of stuff, no matter the result of the game, and and uh, that'll be nice. Um, so yeah, hopefully. Uh, They'll, they'll end up with some sort of payback from the league next year once the New Zealand borders have opened up and they'll end up the a couple extra home games and that sort of stuff. So so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, it's underrated. Very good. Oh, my underrated is the um, 49ers quarterback, uh, Jimmy <laughs> Garoppolo. Um, no. Uh, so for me, it's George Bailey. So it's Australian cricket selected George Bailey. Everything he has touched since he's been in that new role as, as selector has is, is basically been gold-plated. So, you know, through the through the the Ashes, you know, we see, saw them introduce Richardson, straight away got impact. Um, Nessa, Bolton Adelaide, impact. Um, you know, at the MCG, they they brought in Sir, Sir Scotty Boland at uh, the MCG, straight away got impact. You know, like, and we've seen it again um, over in India. Oh, and and then they brought in Kawajana as as to in in uh, Sydney, anywhere he got the century. And then he, um, we were a bit dubious. Well, I know I was when they made oh, him. I'll over. take some pie for that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and he's come out in Pakistan absolutely dominating and it's brilliant to see and now they've brought in Swepson and again straight away impact and I just think it's brilliant it's almost like a horses for courses and for them to drop uh Hazelwood for Swepson you look at that on face value you go geez really but you know it's got us in a winning position whether we win or not it's got us in a winning position um and I just say to George Bailey it's it's great to it's quite refreshing 
and it's good to see because in in times past you would have the same eleven basically playing the whole series. Yeah. So I really like this. That's good. I like it as well. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's good to have that sort of conversation about an Australian selector. Uh, it's, been a while since you, it's been a while since we've given him given him a given a, uh, a bit of a bit of praise, isn't it? Anything other than a spray. <laughs> Not even a he'll he'll go okay. Um, <laughs> my underrated defence, uh, and and probably not surprising for you guys after talking about, uh, well, after witnessing the Roosters uh, get pummeled in defence by the Knights and then, uh, and, and but how, how often you see teams win premierships based on um, their ability to keep points out as much as to keep points in, but I'm still going with defence. I think it still remains underrated after all of these years. I completely Good agree. That, mate. You, you won't get any arguments from me, mate. We've, Carlton has had terrible defence for, well, yeah, the last three years anyway under David Teague. And, gee, yeah, if you can't stop team scoring, you, yep. Yeah. After the weekend, right, eh? my rep basketball team were giving up points everywhere. So, yeah, defence underrated. So, <laughs> look, the cricket is on in Pakistan at the moment, but I think in the over and under and also in our three questions, we've pretty much carved it off on it. So, the you know, the first test, you know, was it was on a road? Um, you know, we've talked about that. We've petered out to a draw, and now the second test, it's just, you know, we we uh we opened the batting five fifty six declared nine down. We need a wicket. One hundred and fifty eight. We do. Uh, we declared two for ninety seven, and now they're two for one hundred and fifty three. So they need three hundred and fifty three runs, um, with just over a day left to play. So you know, there's probably a hundred overs. So they need about three and a half. There you go, 105, so they'll need about 3.3, 3.4 and over. Big, big, uh, that's, that's yeah, that's demanding. I don't know if it's in them, but, yeah, I'm sort of hoping the Aussie can get a late wicket and just really cement those, the position in that match. Agreed. But uh, how good are the women going? The Women's World oh, Cup. And they World are Cup. taking it to the next level. Aren't they? It's it's amazing. Exactly. So you look at standings, four from four, four from four, and um, yeah, it's really exciting how well they're going. That Ash Garden has taken it to the next level. She's she's really starting to turn into something else. Love watching her play. Yeah, well, she was the women's cricketer of the year, was she not? Uh, I, I would have to check that. I think she won the medal, but yeah, she's yeah, so. No, she um she's elite and they're just looking so in such good form. So yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, it's good to say. And uh and England have found a little bit in um the West Indies. Um I think you know they've 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 gone out and they've cracked three hundred. So that's that's a step up <laughs> for them from the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've they've I think they've managed to find a century maker as well. So um, that's the first test over there, and they're already travelling a little bit better. So, good luck to them in the West Indies. It yeah. ended in a draw, but they, they found something. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Well, you know the uh, the, oh, the Poms. They'll celebrate anything, mate. They'd be celebrating yes. the draw. You know, they're going on about Stokesy during the week. You know, on their Twitter feed about Stokes. How oh, it's a lion heart performance. The bloke got four wickets in the Ashes. Like MIA. <laughs> it was like. Is he even actually here? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah no, they're I love. Now they're only going four in their last six tests. Oh, how good are they going? How good are they going? It's great. Yeah. Uh, yes. All right, guys. It's a bit of a bit of a bit of development in the EPL over the weekend. So, City had a stumble. They had a draw against Crystal Palace. And close the gap at the top. Just the, just the ever so slightly just left the door a little bit more ajar for for Liverpool. And uh yeah, so and I know Chris O you wanted to talk about Arsenal because they are skyrocketing up the up the ladder at the moment. And Liverpool are playing Arsenal on Thursday morning at some ungodly hour over here, uh like four o'clock in the morning or something like that. 
and it will be an absolute cracker, I reckon. So well, I think Liverpool's Liverpool's next three matches will determine whether they're any chance of winning the title because they've got Arsenal, as you mentioned, this Thursday. Then they've got Watford, but after that, they've got Man City. So, you know... That's the one. Mark it on your calendars. That is it. So if they, you know, if they can, you know, beat Arsenal and halve the other one, then it's still game on. But if they get beat in both of those, or probably if they get beat even in one of those, um, yeah, they're probably... You have your money on City. Yeah, yeah, and the only reason I brought out Arsenal is that they've, they've still played two less games. I get that's only six points, and it doesn't even move them up into third. But they're moving. No, no, I agree, mate. Oh, I agree. They are moving, and Brentford's moving as well, mate. I, I won't keep focus on the bees too long, but they've done one, two of the three matches. As I said they had to, you know, get some breathing space, and they've won two of those three. Then they got some points, so they're out. They're eight points out of the relegation zone. So. They just need to, the next couple, they've got a couple of uh, tough ones. Um, they've got Leicester, then they've got Chelsea and West Ham. So <laughs> three tough ones. And then they've got Watford. So if they can win that Watford one and maybe eke out a point somewhere else, that'll be enough to get them home, I reckon, and out of the relegation zone. Yeah, I, I think they're pretty close now. I think that there's only nine games left. Yeah, and 27 th- points, maximum 27. So, yeah. Yep. So, and you can't see, you know, you can't see the teams in that relegation zone. Yeah, I think they're 11 points clear. You, you wouldn't see them getting points in all of those with Brentford getting zero. So I think they might be all right. I'm going to, I might go the early crow. Fuck <laughs> no. And say they're home. That's it, they're done. Sorry, uh, sorry, no. sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Well, I'll be honest. If it means if he's got to jump off Carlton to jump on someone else, I'll take that. <laughs> All right, fellas. Uh, bet of the week. Chris, oh, you went no good. Um, no, he made, threw, he made the weekend. We threw the Spurs weekend. in. We threw Spurs in for some value. They actually get up. And then yeah, and, Leishman. And Leishman fell out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So he, uh, he, got, he, went, he, went he, 11, he went 11 over in the last two rounds. <laughs> Didn't get up completely. <laughs> All right. So this week I've gone a, uh, I've gone a multi. Uh, so I've got the, the D's for the win. Max Gorn to be an anytime goal scorer. Adam Chera to have 20 or more disposals in Carlton's like loss against Richmond. Um <laughs> So uh, the Storm to have a win and the Eels to have a win. And that'll get you $7.15 with the power play. And that's good as gold, that money. Yeah, I'll um, gamble responsibly. Just just so you know, boys, I've just got my tips for next week. They're just ready to go. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> I like it. Two of mine games. <laughs> Uh, as soon as I typed it in, he'd put it there too. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas, thanks for joining us for another week. Thanks, Mick. Yep. Thanks, Shane. Thank Love you, it. thank you, all Mick. Right. And uh, remember, remember, everyone, we'll have the uh, F1 season preview podcast as well. So make sure you tune into both this week. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>